It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. This episode is also brought to you by fightingforphilly.com. You bleed Philadelphia, so wear Philadelphia. Use the promo code BGNR20 to take 20% off of your order. Hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and more. Check them out at Fighting for Philly. That's F I G H T I N F O R Philly.com. You're listening to BGN Radio. Eagles outside linebacker Connor Barwin joins us. I heard you guys are the best Eagles podcast there is out there in Philly. So I'm excited to talk to you guys. We have uh, made it to episode number 163, uh, and, uh, you know, of course, we're here for the breaking news that Jerome Copeland has been released, so that's that's basically all this podcast is going to be about, and, uh, of course, we bring in the jefe in charge, Mr. Brandon Lee Gowden. Brandon, what's happening, buddy? I am alive somehow after covering three days of the NFL draft. Uh, it was great seeing you guys at the at the draft party, and thank you to everyone that came out. A lot of fun, but man, covering the NFL draft is exhausting, and I'm, I'm I am somehow still alive. We are yeah scrambling to get to the middle of May so we can start uh, doing think pieces and uh, think podcasts. And speaking of thinking, uh, Mr. Matt Daring, what's happening, sir? How are you? How dare you? I've never thought before in my life. <laughs> uh, I just want to echo Brandon's comments. It was. Awesome. Uh, well, I th- for the fir- I think it was the first time. Yeah, it was the first time that we were all in the same room together. Correct. So that was pretty pretty fun to get together. Uh, chomped on a lot of roast beef. I know James had like uh, uh, mixed in like seven Red Bulls and fifty five beers and was a mess <laughs> at the end of the night. Was like stumbling into Wawa all grumpy and uh, you know crashed <laughs> on the couch. Didn't even make it upstairs. So it was a really good time to, uh, ch- you know, Chizzy and I believe Philly and uh, not your average hood rat and uh, Kiana, uh, Terry, all of Philly Twitter, everybody that I'm missing. I really appreciate everyone coming out and supporting it for the first time. It was our first adventure out there. For the people that were listening live, I apologize. It was a little low. It was, uh, but we will we will get better. We know what happened and we will fix that for the next time. Uh, we might actually do it. We're kicking around the idea of having like a big power uh, blog cast and getting all the big blogs together and having like a, I don't know, a birds debate or something like that. It's in the works. So 
we will uh, we'll think of all this stuff and we'll let you know as soon as possible. And again, thank you to ATLS Apparel, Kyle Edwards, for doing a fantastic job. I know it was our fault, his fault, a lot of other people with the T-shirts and everything uh, that uh, we didn't say, hey, we're <laughs> you know, these are going to be produced at a certain day. So we apologize for that, but thank you for everyone's understanding. And uh, let's get right to it. So, yes, uh, the top of the news today on Thursday, or excuse me, what, what day is this? On Monday, uh, right now, this afternoon, Jerome Copeland being released. Not that much of a surprise, obviously, with every you know, the safety position that they've drafted, the UDFAs that are coming in here. You know, there are going to be some cuts that are going to be made. No surprises there, BLG, but uh, obviously, it's been a Wentz-type draft. We've been talking about that nonstop for the last, seems like, two months here. Um, with the rest of the pack that is now behind Wentz and uh, what the Eagles and what their approach was for the rest of the rounds here, granted with limited picks, what did you feel overall uh, with their selections? Uh, I, I've been saying this. I've been writing this. Overall, uh, I, I think it's really nothing that's that's too impressive. I think really the, the boring thing to say, but the true thing to say is that, you know, Carson Wentz obviously makes or breaks this class. Uh, it doesn't really matter. The other picks really don't even matter so much. I mean, if, if he's a total bust or if he's a total stud. So that's that's what it really comes down to. But other than Wentz, uh, it's kind of just kind of meh to me, which kind of makes me think about how uh, this is this offseason is basically the perfect reminder of what Howie Roseman is. He's really good when it comes to free agency and, and contracts and all of that. He got a lot of praise for all those moves earlier this offseason. But when it comes to the draft, I think it's still kind of like just eh. It's not that I think these guys are going to be bust or all of that. It's nothing that dramatic. It's just like you know, I think these are just some solid picks that aren't really going to necessarily move the needle one way or the other. He took some risk on guys later in the draft, but just the overall impression is that it's like it's okay. It's not great. It's not terrible. It's just kind of eh. Yeah, Matt, I know you felt pretty okay about it. Uh, anything in particular stick out for you? Yeah, I like the three guys they got there at the end. Um, especially, I like Jalen Mills a lot. Uh, I remember watching, what was his name? It was also Jalen. It was Jalen something else last year. And, <laughs> Jalen Ramsey. Uh, no, it wasn't Jalen Ramsey. Uh, <laughs> Jalen Strong. It wasn't Jalen Strong. Let's keep at it. We got a, we got a parade of Jalen's going on. Right. Anyway, uh, whichever Jalen it was that was on LSU last year, went to the Falcons in the second round. Um, he was also on LSU, and I remember watching him and getting all excited about it. And then I realized I was watching Jalen Mills, and I wasn't watching him. Um, so I, I like that pick a lot. I like Alex, McC- Alex McAllister a lot, too. Um, uh, as Travis said, you can't trust a guy whose first name is inside of his last name, but I'm going to break with tradition <laughs> there and say that you uh, can – um, and he's sort of, he's sort of like an odd guy, but he's, he's like a, it's like a tall, skinny guy with super long arms. Looks like a basketball player. I think he could really be something, um, if they could, uh, you know, continue to work on his technique and refine his technique a little bit. But if you go and watch him, I mean, his highlights are incredible. He's got some really good games out there, a lot of multi-sack games, and then he was kicked off the team. So, you know, sort of an incomplete there, but, uh, yeah, I'm for the most part, I'm okay with it. They just need this quarterback to work out and none of the other things will matter. I think that's part of my problem is that it is so much on Wentz because if if you if you're really putting all your eggs in that basket of like well if Wentz hits then the rest of the draft does matter well yeah that actually matter I I think it matters more if if he whiffs completely like at least you would have okay they missed on their quarterback and yeah they took the risk and yes we agree on the process like 
that's what they had to do at this point. You can't rely on just Bradford for the rest of his career and et cetera, et cetera. But then when you're, I don't know, I th- I feel like the, a couple of those, especially in the in the third. I, and don't get me wrong, I like uh, Samulo. I think that's I think that's a, a a decent pick. I just think I don't know for a guy, and hopefully I I, I would think that he would take that left guard position. I don't I don't really see any humongous competition standing in his way. I think he's he is he does live up to that billing, being versatile. I think there are some issues there uh where it i don't know i guess more or less like he is not the sexiest guard guardy mcbeef that uh, that matt has been wanting here for for a long time i think he's very athletic i think he does have a higher ceiling i don't think right away that you know and, and who knows we could be wrong about all this stuff i just think that there are uh a, a lot of his blocking skills don't aren't aren't as sexy i think he Kind of holds them more or less. He doesn't truck guys out of the way, even though. Ooh, yeah, I don't know yes, about that, Johnny. Y- yes, there are the, some. The, yeah, the I know that the, the, the Forrest Buckner on the double team and all that stuff. Yes, when, he's a guy that's athletic that can pull and hit, and he's great at doing that. Uh, and they're you know they're putting him at left guard. One of the things that he hasn't played yet, it's not gonna. I don't. I, it's not gonna be a problem for him. Like if he can play the entire line, he can definitely play left guard. I think that'll be a good competition moving forward. I just think they. I think they might have missed a little bit on on Dixon, and not just if you're going to go that level. And yeah, I, I heard Howie say, "Well, a, a team uh, really wanted me to trade back because we're not taking your guy," and they ended up uh, that was their guy. He didn't mention the team, whatever. So yeah, I, I'm sure that there were a couple of teams more interested in taking him there. Uh, I'm I'm I, that, that's probably the only guy I'm excited to, excited to see his development, other than Wentz. Everybody else here. I don't know. I mean, it, it, granted, it's it's the fifth round. You can't really be that over overexcited or over pissed off. It's it's the depth round. It's let's see if this guy can end up being a starter. Big V, sure. I I like that pick. I I like his size. Um, I don't think he's as mobile or athletic as a lot of the guys that are already here. Uh, so I'm I'm having a hard time with how that he kind of fits. And maybe I just need to look at a little more film with him. But overall, I think it's I just think it's okay. Uh, I don't think anything's uh, great. I, I I gotta be honest, BLG. I think the uh, Jalen Mills thing. I'm I am interested in. Uh, I'm I'm open to second chances. I'm open to figuring out the real story. It's just when you bring guys like that in, you can bring guys that have been di- dismissed from teams. McAllister's the same way. I like a lot of what he could provide. He needs to put some meat on him. Uh, I think Ben had even said, and I kind of agree with him, is where like he's got one big rushing move. But yet it works all the time. <laughs> you kind of go back and look at some of his film there. There's a lot of potential there. I think Schwartz can work with these guys. I think the kid from Oregon, who I didn't, re- I really don't know much about either. Uh, but as far as his athletic ability, he can move side to side. I think those things are interesting. But it is a it is a big what if thing here. Like there, and I don't think that's just based on name recognition either. You know, it, it does feel very much to me like a like a Roseman draft. So uh, whether that is uh, going to end up being a good thing or a bad thing, most of the th- I, I, for the most part, I just think it's because they're missing a ton of picks. I think that's really it. You know, they they didn't have their second rounder with Bradford. They didn't have their fourth because of Wentz. They didn't have uh, you know those that that opportunity to maybe get those guys that everybody was talking about. So maybe it is maybe it is a name recognition thing. I just I don't I don't feel overly confident that they've they've nailed down starters to help Wentz in the future 
but they have future drafts to do that there, BLG. I think one of the underrated things, and I think Ben said this uh, about the Chip Kelly era, was we kind of didn't have to worry about that kind of stuff. You know, For as much as people harped on culture being annoying, and maybe it was sometimes because maybe that narrowed the draft board a little too much. Maybe Chip Kelly kind of went a little too overboard with that. You know, I think one of the nice things is just that you didn't really have to like reconcile having like these people with 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 uh, you know like issues like this that are just well known and and just kind of disturbing and and being having to think like you know uh, you know Jalen Mills really talented player uh, probably should have went day two Mel Kuyper had him as like a second or third round pick and the Eagles are getting him in the seventh because you know he has some character concerns and he has some injury issues too. Uh, it's just kind of hard to reconcile that sometimes. Uh, you know, I think back to my first uh, ever BGN radio appearance on 97.5 The Fanatic with you, John. Because in every NFL locker room, there is a guy that goes and investigates. There is a guy that goes and knows what's going on. They have connections to police departments. They can get any type of information that they want. They can sweep it under the rug anytime they want. And they still sign that son of a bitch. Uh, about you know, your Greg Hardy rant and everything. And it's, it's just kind of an awkward thing. Uh, as far as the picks go from a talent level, uh, Mills is interesting. Uh, my guy, I like, I like McAllister a lot. I think that's an interesting guy. I watched him. If you turn on his highlights, you know, you know, for their highlights for a reason, obviously you're not seeing his bad plays, but when he's good, he's good. I mean, this is a guy who is, he has, he's big. He has very long arms. He's like crazy long arms. Uh, his his weight is low, so they're going to have to bulk him up. But you know, a guy like that is the perfect kind of guy uh, that you do take in the seventh round. Just not only because he has a character concerns and he got flagged down for that, and that's why he's available there, but just because of his his size and frame. And I'm I'm really interested to see what a guy like that can do, or what Jim Schwartz can do with a guy like that. Yeah, uh, any uh, any thoughts with the character concerns, Matt? Even though you you know, I think we both like Jalen. I think we both like McAllister. Uh, yeah, I guess for Jalen, the only thing I can really say to mitigate it is it seems like the story that everyone has sort of accepted is that his girlfriend is the one who hit the girl in question. Um, that, that I guess was the reason why the charges were reduced and then ultimately dropped. But I have no idea, you know, what merit there is to that. And of course, you know, there's all these stories about how sketchy the LSU program is. So, you know, I'd like to say that we should wait for more information, but I don't know. I'm probably just going to settle on. I don't really want to think about it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and as for McAllister, I mean, Howie Roseman talked, you know, he talked generally about why he was dismissed from the team. And he said, to his credit, he said it was not a legal issue. So I don't know what that means. Um, just that actually, he just means he's just an asshole, right? Right. Yeah. So, so <laughs> it doesn't want actually, to practice. And actually what I thought was great. Yeah. And actually what I thought at first is he said that like what he did was not legal. And I thought, oh, man, that's a big admission to make. But uh, actually, now looking back on it, I realize he meant that it wasn't a legal issue as opposed to he did something illegal and we know about it. Oh, yeah. I thought it was illegal. I thought he said it was illegal. (laughs) Yeah, but he didn't. I'm pretty sure what he meant was that he just got kicked off the team because everyone hated him. I don't know. So who knows? Um, Maybe it'll get better. Maybe it was a humbling experience for him. Uh, Maybe it won't. And that's why he was picked 245th, even though he was very productive and had intriguing tools. So I don't know. Um, yeah, the character concern things, I was never really big on it. Uh, I guess the only other thing you could really say is that these guys aren't your superstars. Uh, I always think it's a little bit worse when the, when the whole locker room is looking to guys like LaShawn McCoy, who've got, you know, some really icky stuff going on with them and the whole locker room sort of looking to them. Uh, I think that to me is a lot worse than like some fringy guy who's like 
you know, one screw up and you're, you know, you're gone forever kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, And that's true too. And there's, I think that's, I don't know. I, I, again, I think this is all just kind of trying to recreate Andy. I mean, it feels, it feels a lot like that. And you, you saw, he kind of had like similar, similar things and drafted similar players even this year. So yeah, you got a fastball. uh, Yeah, exactly. And it's in the fourth or fifth round or whenever that was. And I, he took Kevin Hogan. So that's, I mean, like, that's what I mean. That's a total, I was kind of panicking that they would actually kind of do that. He, uh, even though that they, uh, they had drafted Wentz and everything. Uh, Wendell Smallwood, I know has kind of been kind of a little back and forth here, BLG and, Obviously, we'll have uh, Teron Davenport. We're probably going to have Jeff Mosier and Ben and myself. We're going to probably really, really break these guys down. But just wanted to get your thoughts on on him too. I think that uh, I don't know. I, I I just people think inherently say, "Hey, don't say anything bad about this guy because it, the Eagles drafted him." I feel like that's a lot of a lot of what's a lot of what's <laughs> even, and that's perfectly fine too. Like, yes, I do I do think you have to wait and see. Uh, but when I look at at Smallwood, I I do see. I do see a third down back guy. I, I do see a guy that's great out of the backfield. Yeah, he's he, he, he's shown that he can run the ball too. Uh, I I just don't think that he's at that level or not going to be quite at. I, I look at him more as returner, third down back guy who can maybe eventually grow. I I don't see him getting involved too much. That's just my early uh, assessment here as far as the running uh, running backs are concerned. We'll have to get into that too because I think I still think there's some holes that could kind of be filled here but any thoughts on uh, a small wood uh, when you look at him a small wood it's kind of interesting because the eagles you know were in a spot where they needed a running back and then there was this big run on running backs no pun intended uh in you know obviously kenneth dixon going off the board and and uh jordan howard even to the bears and things like that so you kind of wonder like you know did they want some of those other guys and did they miss out did they kind of just settle on a running back at that point knowing like we have to get one before you know this run even lasts longer and we're just not even going to get one because let's face it, they had to draft a running back in this draft. I mean, like Ryan Matthews is your starter. That's not really, you can't rely on him the whole season. He just can't. I mean, I think he's talented. I think he's, he has value in a role, but when you're relying on him and you're starting running back, it's just not good. He's going to get hurt. It happens every single year. And then even when he's healthy for as talented as he is, uh, he fumbles. So that's a big issue. He's really not your, your long-term answer there. He's going to be 29 this year, 30 this year. Uh, and then, you know, Sproles last year of his contract, going to be 34 after this year. I believe he's turning 33 in a month from now. So they really had to address running back, and and they picked up uh, Smallwood. And I don't know, I'm kind of with you, John. I don't really see anything too special there. I think the pass-catching thing makes sense. You know, we always talk about you know, Andy Reid offenses having, you know, a running back who can do that. Brian Westbrook, Shady. Um so I think he makes he fits in. I just don't really see anything that much to get excited about. Yeah, I know there's the look. He has the, the similar frame to Shady. I understand that. I, I but they don't have. I just don't see the talent there. I know there's a lot of people that are trying to say, oh, okay, it's it's more like this is a, Spro- a Sproles replacement, or this is you know kind of like a Westbrooky guy, and it's just like yeah, he doesn't really have those likes. You know, he doesn't really have that chunk of yeah. You know, he's got the speed, he's got the quickness, but. I, I don't know. I just don't think he's kind of got the burst here, uh, Matt. But any any thoughts on Smallwood? No, that seems about right. I think he could be better than that. Um, but that would sort of just be if he gets here and something clicks. You know, that's certainly not anything that yeah. we could really expect. Uh, I also, 
I mean, I guess the first thing that occurs to me is that like not all these guys are going to replace other guys because, you know, some of these other guys might not continue to exist. You know, like we don't we might not have a Darren Sproles on this team. You know, that might not be what what Doug Peterson really wants to do. Um, so, but I, I think that, I don't know, Smallwood, he, he had some good plays. He had some really nice long runs and he had some really not good runs. So, um, yeah. And you said fumbling's an issue. That's obvious. Um, so I'm not sure. I think that he's, um, uh, he's okay. Uh, I guess, I guess I'm kind of excited about it. I liked his, uh, press conference where he said like, oh, well, I, um, I was just embarrassed, you know, about all the tweets. And he said, I've never had anything like that happen to me before. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well that's, that, I think those are his those are his exact words about people digging up his old stupid tweets about 75 percent of Philly. What he likes are gay. <laughs> yeah. And what and, and what and what he and what he likes in a woman. Yeah. Yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. His own his uh, own his own sense of sexual adventurousness. So. But it, 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 in any case, I mean, the same it, – Wentz kind of has the same problem with, you know, I hope I can cut my D off and all this, <laughs> all these other weird tweets that are there. And to be fair, those are like – those are years old. They're like – they're like – these kids were 17. Oh, yeah. These are all from when they were – before they could yeah, before they, they, they could they vote. they were 17, you know. 16. Um, for his part, though, I thought, I thought Smallwood came across like a smart and sensitive guy. Uh, and you know, he sort of talked a little bit about what it was like to grow up rough and what a wake up call it was for him when he had trouble with the law and about, you know, how the trouble with the law is like done and behind him. And that was never really an issue and stuff like that. I thought for his part, he just came across like a, like a smart guy. So, you know, he'll fit in well here. Yeah. And as much as, you know, we can go back and forth with the, <laughs> to the choir boy thing, but, uh, it's kind of funny that there's a lot of people that I think it's like, oh, at least we don't have to put up with that Kelly nonsense and you can take risk on these guys. But I got to tell you, if there's if there's any sniff of, of domestic violence, like I'm I'm out. Like if there's something that kind of comes out from any any one of these guys or anything like that, I don't care if you're smoking weed. I don't care if there's some kind of violent harming that you're doing to another person and et cetera, et cetera. Like I'm 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 out. Um, so I don't think, I don't think the Wendell's kind of in that category, but it is kind of funny that they mentioned all this stuff and then like they draft the number one uh, choir boy for the, as the franchise quarterback. I mean, that guy is, is, you know, he's milk toast. Um, and (laughs) everybody loves him, which I think, and I don't think you need to be one way or another if you're a quarterback, like, you know, I'm sure there's Joe Flacco's not, not exactly the, the, the most happening guy in the world either. Uh, not that I want Wentz just to be Joe Flacco either, but I'm just saying, um, BLG, want to get your thoughts too on just the rest of the NFC East? Uh, in my opinion, they had a pretty, pretty strong draft. I thought the Dallas did exceptionally well. I think the mm. Giants did okay. Uh, I think that the Washington also did very well. Um, with those, with those skill players that the, that, and it's the benefit of them having not exactly the, the pressed against the wall to have a quarterback ensured that might end up biting them in the ass in the next couple of years here. But uh, your take on the rest of the NFC East and how they drafted this past um, week. Before I get to that, it's one last thing on the character thing. I think someone pointed out on Twitter, I can't remember who it was, that uh, you know, the Eagles maybe felt more inclined to take risk on guys with character and things like that just because of how they didn't have as many draft picks. So, you know, they're trying to take more risk later on. You know, I think there might be something to that. But getting back to the NFC East, uh, Dallas. Let's start with them. I, you know, I like Zeke a lot. I think we all pretty much like Zeke, and we're okay with the Eagles taking him at eight. But you know, Dallas taking him at four, 
I don't know. I don't really know. Four spots. Now it's not good anymore. Uh, no. Well, it's, it's not just about <laughs> that, though. It's about, I think, also, I just think with their roster, well, here's the thing. At eight, you know, there's a lot more players who weren't going to be there at eight than there were at four. Like Jalen Ramsey, I think mm-hmm. they really could have used him more. I think that might have been the better use of resources. And I agree with that. And, there. and whether yeah. you debate that or not, I think the most important thing, or the most important that didn't happen for Dallas is they didn't really get their quarterback. I mean, they drafted Dak, but at best we know he was like their fourth option because what they wanted, they wanted Carson Wentz apparently, which is probably part of why the Eagles felt the reason to get to number two. And even if you don't believe that, which I think there is credence to, because I remember going back to the senior bowl, we heard how much, uh, the Cowboys love Carson Wentz, and they had the chance to coach him. I think at the Senior Bowl. So, oh yeah, and there's the there was the the whatever anonymous scout yep. that was in there down there at the Senior Bowl saying, "There's yep. your guy, Jason." And it could have been. Yeah, so I think there's something there. But, yeah, but even if that isn't uh, the Paxton Lynch thing, seemed pretty strong. They wanted to get Paxton, uh, but they didn't get him. Uh, there was rumors. I think they wanted Connor Cook too. So at best, they got their fourth best quarterback. And now I, I'm I'm kind of. Not surprised, you know, the Cowboys would do this because I think they're looking to maximize Romo's window, which, you know, I think there's an argument for that to be done. But at the same time, I mean, this is this could be like the rare opportunity that the Cowboys are at this high in the draft and they didn't get their quarterback. And Romo just turned 36 last week and he gets hurt every season and he has these chronic back issues and everything. I mean... This could have been their chance to get their quarterback, and I don't think they really got one, and I think that could be big. I think that could be a big mistake. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i probably, I don't know, and I'm, I'm in between on, on Dak Prescott anyway. Yeah, they got their court, uh, a quarterback. I think he's still got a, a ways to go. I'm more jealous of the Patriots having Jacoby Brissett in the third round. I'm kind of peeing my pants a little bit. That, uh, you know, hopefully I'm, I'm wrong on that too. Uh, yeah, uh, Matt, thoughts on Cowboys-Washington? Anything there? Well, the Cowboy, well... Uh, there was all this this stuff about how the Cowboys doctor is uh, Jalen Smith's oh, yeah. doctor, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that's stupid. stupid. That's just that's so stupid. First of all, yeah, I don't know. No, none of that. None of that's okay. I bet if you ask my doctor what he thought of me, I bet he'd say nice <laughs> things too. That's that's all I'll say about that. And I'm not sure. I'm not really well, sure. What you, you should really you, take why, that for. But in the same argument, though, and I understand what you're saying. Like, wouldn't it be? Wouldn't he lose his job if he's like, this guy's great? And he's like, actually, he can never play football again? Like, wouldn't that really be a bad share of information as well? I don't know. David Chow still has a job. <laughs> Does he? <laughs> Not in the NFL, yeah. but elsewhere, well, right? Well, no, yeah, eventually. But, I mean, it took him like 18 years to get his, so... Yeah, uh, okay. I don't know. And I, I imagine that even if he's a good doctor and he has bad opinions, that probably matters more, so... Yeah, well, um, not not for Jalen Smith, but, uh, uh, but I... Uh, not for Jalen's sake is what I meant to say, but uh, yeah, I hope they're really wrong on that because then that would, yeah, I mean, they traded up to go get him. So yeah. And they're already talking about how he's not going to play and stuff right. like that. Um, I guess Washington, they got a lot of name guys, uh, which, uh, you know, is good for them, but I'm not always sure that that really works out all that well either. Uh, you know, I guess we could look at Josh Doxson and think, what does that mean for the future of Pierre Garcon and or mm. Deshaun Jackson down there? Um See ya. But I, I guess right, and so and those two, I think, combine to make like I'm going to say they make 47 million dollars this year. I think it's about that. That's a joke. Um, but uh, I I do think that they make like probably close to 20 this year, which is plenty of money. And I, you know, if they want to take and surround their shitty quarterback with talent, I guess they have certainly have done so. But um, yeah, and I wonder too, like BLG's been saying, like Jimmy Kemsky's been saying, like a couple of other guys have been saying that um. 
that I wonder if if any of these teams in the East are going to have a quarterback in two years. You know, because yeah. we could very well be looking at the Eagles being the only team with a quarterback in two years. You know, the the Cowboys have nobody um, behind Romo, and you know, I think one could argue that Romo is already on his way out, and that you know, this might be try to be like a last gasp, but like you know, Brett Favre he's not, and um, uh. You know, yeah. Um, again, they're just—it's the same. It's the same thing. Washington's banking on that Kirk Cousins, Cousins is going to be their guy. Yeah, you know, and, the same and way that the Eagles and they don't is. seem all that confident that he's their guy, or they would have probably given him the contract he wants. Um, yeah. and then and or then, just waited wait until they ditched you know, Jackson or Gasson or both of them. Yeah, and then um and then Eli, you know, Eli's what thirty five. He's around thirty five, I think. Right, yeah, he's now. getting there. So, yep. So you know, in two years, I think we could be looking at three new starters. And of course, Chase Daniel starting for the Eagles <laughs> um, here coming up by the time 2018 rolls around. You know, I mean, I guess that's the sort of long term thinking that we're looking at. But I guess I don't know. Seeing the seeing what the Eagles did and what they felt they had to do sort of puts it in relief. Uh, you know, sharp stark contrast with uh, with what else is going on around the East, where it's just like, oh, you know, we're gonna just try. We're gonna take Doxon. We're gonna take Elliot. Or we're gonna take Eli Apple and his fantastic mother. Uh, and we're, you know, we're going to draft all these people and try to bring them on and just, just see what happens. And I sort of think like, well, none of this really seems like, and you know, to be fair, I don't think any of them were really in a position to do it except for Dallas, but you know, uh, it could be that none of this really leads to very much long-term success at all for them. That's true. And, uh, you know, the giants I'm kind of back and forth with, but uh, you know, Eli Apple, I know some people are a lot higher on him. Eagles fan him, Eli Apple. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> him, him over uh, Hargraves. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, uh, Eli Apple is going to go in the first round, uh, more than likely. I would assume, but uh, uh, th- that's really the only kind of thing I'm scratching my head about. Sterling Shepard, I thought was a solid pick. Darian Thompson from uh, Boise State. Next, Dawkins uh, is there, and that uh, creates a landed sub package. Collins. So I'm happy to see that. B.J. Goodson from Clemson. Uh, Paul Perkins, which everybody was flipping out about because he was linked to the Eagles since forever, uh, and then everything else is is whatever after that. So I I, I do think that. Yeah, and there's different ways. It just depends on what you got, what everybody thinks is the best way to build a team. I think if uh, you know these guys end up tanking but still have good skill players, there's still ways to kind of get back up there. But you know, uh, as Howie said, and I think a lot of us has all said, next year is going to be even more quarterback needy. But uh, I, I just don't. Who knows? We don't know if this is this is going to be the the right thing. I think that's why it's kind of making everybody feel trying to feel excited, like they got their guy and. Uh, yeah, you know, and Sam Bradford's still out there bitching, and everybody, everybody wants to pile on that. And um, but it, it's, I don't know. That's the other weird thing too. It's just like it's just this this year. For for me, I think it factors in a little bit. It's just like this year is not going to be. It's not going to be fun at all. Like there is no sense in competing really for me. Like you didn't really get. Not saying that it's a complete waste, but there's there's really. I mean, you got a dis, you got a disgruntled quarterback that may or may not be on the team and it looks like he's going to be on here uh i i guess he can change his mind and be like okay i'm really gonna play here but you know i i i just look at the season as like well let's let's see what these late round guys and get them time let's see if Wentz can get in there and get him time and and kind of roll on from there is that the the, the fair assessment to you build or is there i mean because that's the the draft unfortunately is going against kind of like the whole competitiveness thing and that's because of that's because of Wentz and is it because a lot of like you maybe have one starter 
that's in here, and then you got to develop the rest. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like the the East is still kind of just so eh that like you know the Eagles have a shot in it just by default. I don't really think any of these teams are running away with the division still. Um, you know, the Giants made improvements. The Cowboys drafted a billion first round picks again this year. Um, and then Washington, I guess, is solid, even though they didn't beat a single team with a winning record last season. And I think Kirk Cousins is bound to regress. So, like, th- so it comes down to that. It almost comes down to when I think about the NFC East and the Eagles competing, I think about how unimpressive the other teams are still and just how, just like I said, by default, the Eagles have a chance. I guess I see what you're saying. But but the, my point my point is, like, they actually, but they got skilled players to hopefully help them out. We'll just have to wait and see if those really help them I out. I guess, but I mean, I don't, but even still, I just, I, I'm like, I'm not super impressed with anyone there and. And yeah, the Eagles, the, the offense isn't looking good. I mean, it's just not. I mean, I guess like, who knows who the quarterback? We don't know who the quarterback is going to be right now. Although I, I would think it would be Sam Bradford. Um, the running back picture again. Like, I'm not a big believer in having Ryan Matthews as your number one guy. And if you're working in a committee, that's fine. But I mean, the wide receivers are a big question mark. You know, people are counting on Aguilar to to not be the worst wide receiver as graded by pro football focus like he was as a rookie. Uh, Jordan Matthews moving to the outside is a thing, I guess. Just a lot of really nothing too impressive on offense. I know Matt has said that you know he expects the offense to be better just because Doug Peterson will more likely than not run the same eight plays that Chip Kelly has run all year or runs all year. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's just not – I don't know. You don't really look at the offense and get excited. I guess maybe – you might be a little more excited that the – I think the best thing we can say about the offense is that the offensive line is improved. I mean, because you got Brandon Books, maybe one of the rookies or Wisniewski or someone can p- compete for that left guard spot. But really, just when it comes to the skill players, and, I, you know, as Ben was complaining about this, I mean, I think it's legit. I mean, what what's there to be excited about yeah, nothing. on offense? That, that's what on I'm offense. saying. Other, other than – other than Wentz, there's nothing there. And he right? might they not didn't... play. <laughs> yeah, which is which is just, just still like and I don't know if it it, it so baffles me. And I and uh, I don't know. I want to get your take on that, Matt, too, and then I'll have a few few thoughts. Yeah, I think they can compete. Um, I mean, they're not going to be they're not going to compete with you know the great teams, but I think they could compete for a playoff spot. Um, I certainly don't think that I certainly don't think that this is a team that's bereft of talent or bereft of playmakers, certainly on the defensive side of the ball. And, you know, we even saw a guy like Ryan Matthews. He can be counted on to make a couple of plays a game for about 10 games a year. So, you know, if you talk about something like that, I mean, this is a team that could do OK. We have spent a lot of capital on these guys. And sure, I understand that they're known quantities. Uh, or we feel like they're sort of known quantities. I don't know what I necessarily agree with that, but we've spent a lot of draft capital on you know upgrading the receiving core. Uh, we have a first, a second, and a third, as everyone's so fond of pointing out, um, in, in Nelson Aguilar, uh, Jordan Matthews, and Josh Huff. These guys are all here, um, and these guys might also suffer from a, a... Well, they might have also suffered from playing in a Chip Kelly offense, so they might also be the beneficiaries of a, of a not-Chip Kelly bump as, you know we've sort of been talking about with the offense overall as a whole, you know, and that's sort of pending the fact that they have somebody who can get them the ball. Um, and hopefully they do. Hopefully they have more than one guy who can get them the ball. So um, I think that they, I think, certainly think that they could compete. I don't think that they're going to be a powerhouse, certainly not offensively. I'm not sure that, I mean, I don't have a lot of confidence that they're going to be capable enough offensively to really hang with a team who can go out there and put up 27 points or whatever. 
you know, that might be a tall that might be a tall order. But I think that on the defensive side of the ball, on the other hand, they are looking yeah. stacked. You know, they've got a lot of pass rush. They've got a, a guy who's singularly focused on pass rush, calling the plays. You know, they have a lot of talent on the defensive side of the ball, and I think that could keep them in some games. I just um, and then I think the offense has a real chance to be competent. Like, yeah, let's really shoot for it. Yeah, I and I think that's and I still think that this has it's going to need a few more pieces. I think they need that. I, I still I'm a, my only hang up is like, you know, man, if you're there's some there's some good D line talent in there. And I know I know the need is and I guess that's what happened here. Like this feels like it was a very we're just going to draft need. We're just doing that. Uh, and you kind of leave some of those D linemen on the board there in that third round. You're like, man, I understand. And it's not nothing against the starters, but to finally get some depth in in a class where it's it's really, really good. <laughs> you know, that's that's what we've been kind of saying. Whether it was uh, taking a risk on, uh, on a pass rusher there uh, or just more or less, I guess, a safer pick with a D tackle just to get some rotation in there, I think – that uh, that's my only kind of hang up with there, and I, and I'll even say it. I think the Eagles made a mistake in not trading Sam Bradford to Denver before the draft started, and I don't really care. Uh, they didn't want him, John. <laughs> that's not true. That, we know that's yes, not true. it is true. They did not want him. How how do you can, how can you say that when John Elway picked up the phone to see? Because no one wants him. Okay, he's not good. <laughs> the, uh, uh, I don't I don't believe Been there. I, I I don't believe for a second that Denver wouldn't have taken him for something. You know, and 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 again, oh, yeah, and again I mean, this is like would take anyone it, for anything, like like a conditional seventh. But that's like I'm, nothing, I'm, I'm that's saying, like not, a conditional fifth and a seventh, like two two low picks together, something like that. That could have been worked out. Like if you're really going to go through all of this thing based on principle and the eleven million dollars, or just to make him look like shit and look kind of look like shit, not get anything in return for the next go. But uh, <laughs> that's that I think is a mistake. Because it really, uh, I don't know, like, help, help yourself out. Like, you don't have a first-round pick, so stock up on something. He's not part of your future. Just go, just move on. Like, and I'm I'm tired of keep hearing the stories like, oh, yeah, he's complaining, he's complaining, like, whatever. I think I think that was a mistake. Uh, but then again, who knows, Paxton Lynch could end up at the Cowboys. That could change all that and so on and so on and so on. But uh, like I said, we'll have uh, more of a kind of a major breakdown with Teron and uh, Jeff and and Ben and, and kind of get that going, but uh, BLG, any any final thoughts moving out here? Um, no, that's it. <laughs> Matt, anything for you? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if Brandon's right, but I certainly don't know that you're right either, John, about why they didn't trade him. I don't know that it was on principle. I don't know that it was on eleven million dollars. I mean, do you really just want to be Denver's bootlicker? Is that what you? I mean, is that really what you want to do? Um, and I guess the que- I guess the answer to that question is probably well, you'll probably say yes, but. <laughs> You know, I think the answer to that question is just that that they didn't really want to do that. That Elway was like, all right, well, we're about to do something else unless you want to give us your guy. And the Eagles were like, all right. And, you know, and then they blinked. And I have no idea if that's what's going to happen. I certainly don't think that taking Paxton Lynch precludes them from trading for and then playing Sam Bradford. Uh, I guess the question is just whether or not they feel like they can be competitive. But, I mean, Lynch is not no. ready at all. So, and, and any talk about him being ready or about how he's going to fit in well there, I think is really funny to me. Like he's going to take a shotgun snap and he's just going to sprint back 27 <laughs> yards back to his right. And then he's going to throw the ball. And like, you think that's what your offense is going to be like, buddy? No, yeah. that's not happening. So um, I, for my part, I think that, uh, I don't know, last thoughts. 
Um, yeah, felt like they addressed some need, but I always feel that way when they talk, when they take like non-sexy players, you know, non-skill position players, you know, just taking two linemen. I was just sort of like, well, okay, but I figured it would probably make some other people happy. And then guess what? Those people are still not happy. So, um, I guess it'll be nice if we can get, you know, a long-term starter at guard and say a Malo. And of course the quarterback is really the only thing that matters. Um, I'm starting to feel, I'm starting to have a good feeling about what the quarterback can do. Um, just based on all the coverage he's been getting and the kind of person that he seems like he is and, and all that stuff. But uh, that's sort of my final thought is that I, I, I'm, I'm ready to, I'm ready to hear more. I'm ready to, to really for the season to start. Yeah. Uh, and so am I, hell, I'll just take i I'll take an OTA at this point just to hear, just to hear some murmur of, of how these, uh, these guys are going to end up. Yeah. Look, I can't wait yeah. to hear like, Oh, Brandon Graham broke a blocking sled. I'll be like, yes, <laughs> I'm so <laughs> pumped about that blocking sled. <laughs> Um, but you know, I, it's just, I, I just don't, I don't feel the same, uh, uh, about Wentz as probably a lot of people want to, want to feel the excitement. I think it's, uh, you know, that really hasn't changed for me since, since October. I think he's, I like him. I don't love him. And I think he's going to need the same amount of time that Paxton Lynch does. And I'm not saying that they have a, that they're comparable or whatever, like somebody, it's just, I, I, I still don't, I still don't feel confident in this, in this QB draft class. And um, I'm I'm nervous. I'm a little nervous. I hope I'm I hope I'm wrong because if I'm wrong, then then uh, this team's set and all this all of this stuff again. Just like I think everybody has been saying, when sits, then the rest of the draft doesn't feel as feel as burdened. Like okay, yeah, yeah, you got yeah, you got some depth this year, but you found your franchise quarterback for the next ten years. So I do agree with that, but um, just gonna need some time. I need to I need to see this guy on the field, which is more or less why I want Bradford gone. I I, I want the process to to start here i think he needs playing time i'm 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 you know, fine with sitting game for seven games or whatever just to get him acclimated do whatever I don't, I don't i'm not comfortable with him sitting the entire year so that's just that's just my take on it but we'll have more of a breakdown um and seriously let lighten up on ben would you jesus i mean it's just an opinion for christ's sake uh and uh we'll hopefully uh, be talking to you real soon this is uh, of course been brought to you by Cleveland also fighting for philly.com f i g h i t i n uh philly.com b g n r 20 get you 20% off uh their t-shirts which i think they have some brand new carson stuff up there so for john barchin for brandon Lee Gowton, and of course for Matt Daring, I want to thank you for listening right here on BleedingGreenNation.com. You've been listening to BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com, fueled by Duncan Philly and part of the Liberty Broadcast Network. Folks, we have now reached our final destination of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. We realize you have a choice in podcast, and we thank you for choosing ours.